assuming that our brand new makeshift studio uh, is working properly, then we have with us live via telephone, Yisrael Portnoy. Many of you may be uh, may, may remember the fire on the Moshav that um, was a million times worse than what we experienced here. Uh, and um, we're talking about families that lost everything. And uh, he's with us to get a perspective, number one, on this whole episode, and number two, uh, to discuss with me as we approach the holiday of Pesach and we really step up our Nissan Chesed campaign, what it's like to be on the receiving end and what it's like to, uh, what lessons we learn about giving from these experiences. Israel Portnoy, Shalom, Shalom, welcome to JM in the AM. Hey, Shalom, Nachum. I'm uh, really, really shocked to hear late last night about the news and um, see some photos which were truly shocking. And um, yeah, I guess uh, slightly familiar. Not that it's a, uh, not that it's a competition with the fire because I heard you say that it was much worse, but I don't think it really makes a difference. Yeah, that's, um, but that, I'm, just so, I'm just so sorry. Well, I thank you, obviously, for that very, very much. And uh, you're echoing the words of so many thousands around the world, and, it's, and, and that certainly is heartwarming for us. Um, you, um, how, remind us, remind us how long ago the fire was. Sure. So it was um, actually on Lagba on uh, ironically, on um, the 23rd of May, 2019. Um, I say ironically because the initial assumption is that it was a fire started by like one of fires right. and uh, indeed at the very at the very start there was some you know initial rumors that, that was the case it wasn't the case at all um, it was arson and started in a nearby forest we are the, the, the Moshav was surrounded um, by beautiful beautiful green forest and um, in a matter of hours a fire which was started in the forest now completely consumed um, and just literally obliterated the entire Moshav. Um, there was a totally miraculously the shul, including the Torah, and one or two houses somehow um, survived, but um, everything else was, you know, total, total obliteration. I mentioned, and uh, again, I don't know how many details you know, but I just, uh, I'll, I'll remind everybody that in our situation, there were a couple of things that we were able to save, um, a couple of them that were frankly you know, meaningful to us because there's certain things that when you lose them, they are irreplaceable. Uh, I, was told, I was told that the one item you were able to save was in fact your guitar. Is that accurate? Um, I would say one of my guitars, I'm a bit of a collector. I had um, probably about 20 instruments in my home studio, including... Um, you know, vintage, like out of 1958 Gibson and uh, all, all kinds of very old um, instruments. And there was one, which is a 12 string guitar from 1963, uh, an American made guild guitar. And I just so happened by complete, um, you know, fluke or hashtaka or, or however you want to look at it. So I walked out the house at the time holding it while we were evacuating. We didn't know at the time um, what was about to ensue. We just, we thought we were congregating at the entrance of the Moshav um, just for, you know, to stay on the safe side until they got the forest uh, under control. Um, and because it's a Moshav, you know, it's a Kalibach Moshav, everyone there kind of 
you know, hanging around and, and singing the hymn together is definitely not something which is, is foreign. So I took my guitar and thinking, you know, at least I was playing it at the time and they called it the league. I thought I'll take it with me, I'll play some gun when we get there. And what actually ended up happening is it's the only item of, of anything that I um was really lucky to uh, to have um for the uh, for life after the fire, you know. Wow, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Yisrael Portnoy is with us. We're talking about the aftermath of fires. Um, you know, it, it, obviously, when you get into this category of having suffered this type of tragedy, people who had similar experiences reach out. I got a letter this morning that I, I, I can't even bring myself to read on the air because of how tragic a story it is. And, um, and you know, it, it makes my situation nothing compared to what certain people have been going through in their lives during episodes like this and someone whose brand new apartment with everything that they had planned for their lives that went up in flames the morning after their wedding someone uh contacted me with that story and someone contacted me with yes yes and someone contacted me and said that uh when they were younger they made a decision about something on Hanukkah and it ended up destroying their entire, you know, parents' home. And and people and people are calling me with stories about, you know, families that have suffered with their homes being burned to the ground, something that you can relate to. So I'll start with and and thank God. Thank God the support system here is incredible and I am trying very hard both on and off the air. I find it a little easier on the air, but both on and off the air to keep the perspective that we're alive. This this fire started here. This fire started, uh, at least according to the fire marshal, exactly where I sit every day for the last God knows how many years. Uh, so if this electrical fire would have begun, you know, later on in the day, or well, I should say later on because it was Sunday afternoon, if it would have started, you know, at five thirty the next morning, I would have been there in that chair. So you can imagine, wow. you can imagine wow. the, the pachad, and you know, I don't have to tell you, you know what it's, Unreal. you know what it's like to, Unreal. you know what it's like to run out of a an area that's burning. Um, so the the, the immediate aftermath. And again, my situation is nothing. Our home is intact, thank God. I lost a lot of stuff that was very important and dear to us, and obviously, you know, every piece of equipment that that <laughs> that we that we both needed and that we've used over the last nineteen years in that studio. But but you but you lost your home, and and you and you and you and many others because we've spoken to others in that fire from that episode. You and many others, and especially when it's multiple family members of yours, are are going through you know such a desperate situation. What do you remember of the, about the immediate aftermath? About the two, three, four days after it happened? Yeah, well, the, the, the first, I'd say, the first days is total shock. We we like we were evacuated to the local um, shopping mall, which is the, the closest ones in Modi Inn. Um, and at that point, we had no information. It was just like, you know, hopefully we'd be able to go back to our houses, um, you know, when things calm down. And then on the um, TVs, which they had in the mall, um, we, we started to see houses on fire. Um, and the, 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 the human instinct, I guess, just because you can't really deal with that sort of level of, of, of shock all at once is to just be in denial, essentially. I was thinking, yeah, but our, we were on the road closest to the to the entrance, and it for sure didn't hit our house. And, and even if it did hit the house, I'm sure maybe it was just the garden. And, and, and you know, and as time gradually moves on, 
it starts to hit home and then obviously we were told that you know 90 percent of the houses were, were, were completely destroyed and, and even at that stage your mind is still trying to lay it on easy and, and convince you that um you know well maybe the parts of maybe the wooden deck got burnt but you know not my home studio is it with the instruments and, and the hard drives of these music and tons of big books and journals of like 15 years where it's like no that's for sure there you know the box of money savings or yeah, or you kind of go your head starts going through things in your head and, and sort of categorizing things and, and almost like a like a visual um you know tour of, of what you actually own right. and you start trying hoping that, that some of it's there um that eventually at some point it, it kind of you know starts to, to hit and then it starts to hit really hard um and i guess that the bittersweet part which is just so beautiful is like when we were in this, I guess you could call it like a displaced person, person kind of camp where they sort of settled us all for, for, the, for the, the following month. And people literally come and giving you, you know, the most simple things from, from them and like without any exaggeration, and you know, a toothbrush, right? And all of a sudden it starts to hit you like, at the same time, it's like, like how incredible is this that everything from a toothbrush to, to you know, the the authorities helping us get our IDs again, because obviously you, you're identityless. You don't even have a, an ID, you don't have a wallet, you have nothing. And, and, and at the same time, you know, thinking, you know, first of all, this is incredible, that everyone is so incredibly giving, and also simultaneously it hitting you that, wow, I, I don't even own a toothbrush. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just this, this beautiful, deeply bittersweet experience. Um, but, but all in all, like the, 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 the feeling of how incredible it is to be, um, you know, it, it's unfortunate to be on the receiving end, but how incredible it is to see how much giving there is. Uh, you know, when someone sends you a campaign and you send your, you know, your 36 bucks or your 360 bucks or whatever it is, so to do your tiny little part and you think of it as being a little part, but when you're on the receiving end of it and you, and, and you actually see all of those little accumulated 36 bucks coming into it to an organization or to a family or to whatever it is, it's, it's mind-blowing. Like, Mamash, like, we have an incredible, incredible nation of people who um, we have each other's backs and, and, and being on the receiving end is painful and, and you know, and, and humbling as it is, it, it's also, um, it's wild, it's really wild. Were you and the other families able to rebuild? I mean, you're, you mentioned to us that this was the log bomber in 2019, and I know that it's been a very strange couple of years since then for the entire world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Were you, have you gotten to the point where you're, I don't want to say on your feet, because I would, I would assume that with your attitude you were probably on your feet long ago, but uh, have you gotten to the point where you feel you've rebuilt already at this time? So we moved to a mashal called Beth Meir, which is um, across the hill from uh, like the Jerusalem mountains, and I'm speaking from right now. And um, yeah, Hashem, totally. We, we didn't, um, you know, we rebuilt. I have a home studio now here. Um, of course, as you know, as you know, unfortunately now, as well as I do, there's certain sentimental things that no amount of money could ever replace. Yep. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm incredibly blessed. Um, I actually had my first child a week ago, so um, that's a really beautiful, um, you know, part of the wheat growth and feels almost, almost like a rebirth as well in itself. The fire was a total rebirth. I mean, for me, once I got over the, you know, the the the, the, the shock and the damage, and, and and it took a while, um, I I felt, I felt 
by and large, um, that I gained an incredible amount from it internally. Um, so, yeah, I definitely feel like I've, I've moved on. And um, as you know, because you very kindly played some of the tracks, but, you know, over the, over the last couple of years on the show, I uh, dedicated a full album, this concept album, to the guitar. And, um, you know, whilst I did lose a lot of songs and a lot of music, it also inspired a whole bunch of new stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's been a wild ride. And you mentioned uh, you're, and you mentioned you're in Bait Mayer, if I'm not mistaken. At some point, there was a fire there as well, no? Wasn't there a... Uh... Yeah. Wow, you've, you've done your homework. Yeah, we... <laughs> uh, we, we we, but, but this, what was different with this one actually was that we literally fled for our lives and uh, ironically I, I thought we were absolutely you know I, I left thinking that was it um, I threw but I was prepared in the sense that while we were running to the car I grabbed at least my computer and some hard drives and as many instruments as I could and our passports and I threw it in the car and, and, and drove very very fast when we turned around at the bottom of the hill the, the colour of the red that we saw was you know, it, it looked like there was absolutely no saving it and through some total missing, like, there was a shift of the wind and after oh about three God. days of fire, about three days of firefighting, um, actually the, the houses were, were fine you know, afterwards. Um, again, it was awesome, but uh, I'm not going to get into all the politics of it, especially after the last week of what's been going on in this country because uh, we've got bigger problems on, on our hands than, than people making fires. So, yeah. yeah. Well, well understood. Israel Portnoy is with us. He uh, he was one of the people that experienced the fire in the Moshav in the Lag Bomer of 2019. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, you know, it's it's funny you mentioned about the um, the rebirth or the positive feelings that you now have that you know have resulted from all of this. Um, first of all, I remember because um, we, we did an online we did an online uh, a gathering. That I had the honor of hosting um, um, back in that era. I don't remember exactly who was and wasn't part of it, but uh, I'm, I'm sure you remember what I'm talking about. And you know, and, and that that yeah. that helped garner a lot of support from around the world. And one of the things that one of the lessons in life that uh, a friend of mine taught me this week, when he questioned how is it that uh, his family was struck with a very difficult medical situation when he is and his and his wife and family are so dedicated to helping people in difficult medical situations didn't make sense to him he was questioning the one above how could it be yeah and they a Torah giant said to him that now because of the experience you're going through you're going to be able to relate to uh people in this situation a lot better and help them a lot more and I remember having the honor of hosting that online benefit for those who suffered the uh, episode at the Moshav, the fire. And I, I, I remember obviously sympathizing and imploring people to be as generous as possible. And and and, and I had I had certain people on that on that Zoom. Uh, session that I know for you know forty years you know Ben Sion was on that call right and and you know yeah. so obviously yeah. there are people that I care a lot about and I was heartbroken by what they were going through but now yeah I'm sure you know where I'm going with this but but now 
um, those who've suffered in situations like this, and God forbid, <laughs> those who might in the future suffer from things like this, we've, we've been there in situations to help people who've suffered from episodes of disaster. But I think now it, it, it might be a reality that we're simply going to be a lot more understanding and likely jump into more active action because of this. And it's so bittersweet because you still want to say, okay, I really, really would still not have gone through this. But if it, yeah. but if yeah. it, but yeah. if it increases the awareness of chesed that needs to be done, in the long run, what does God ask of us? He asks us to take care of people that need to be taken care of, right? Yeah, totally, totally, totally. You know, it's funny. And, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I was going to mention that. And just on this, before I let you respond, I just wanted to mention that I don't know why this year, um, it, it could have been any year in the future, I don't know, but we've, we started an, a Nissan Chesed campaign last year. And it's a, a campaign that has, yeah. it's a campaign that has nothing to do with money. Even when we bring on people that represent organizations during the Nissan Chesed campaign, we don't fundraise <laughs> for for the campaign. We might fundraise for what they specifically are doing to help people before Pesach, but nothing to do with right. this campaign. All we ask during this campaign is that people should do something nice for someone or some other family before the holiday. It can be something as simple as uh, giving them a bottle of wine with a nice note, enjoy the Seder. It could be getting a $500 gift card from a supermarket and giving it to them before the Chag because we know how much tension and pressure there is financially for people, especially now. I I heard stories yesterday that would just, I mean, I can only imagine what's going on in Israel with prices and the inflation. And here in this country, it's the the topic of the day when when the White House allows it to be. And I, I just... You know, and, and anything, pay someone's dry cleaning bill or, 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 um, or get boxes of candy that you can distribute to families so that children on Yuntav afternoon, you know, have something fun to do and something nice to, to have. I, I mean, the, the list is endless, but there's a specific suggestion list that, that, that is my go-to and you just heard some of them. Um, and we're hoping that when people do this, the people who are recipients will do the same for others. And that's why we call it the It Takes Two campaign, that it'll cause a chain reaction of chesed, it'll cause a domino effect of chesed. And, um, you know, you're, you're somebody that knows what it's like to be on both ends. And now in this case, we certainly, you know, clearly in our heads know what it's like to be on both ends. And you described earlier how... Um, you know, Mika Amcha, that people respond and and uh, are there uh, in times of need. I um, I would have to assume that this experience has, in fact, made you so much more aware of the pain that's out there and how important it is to respond quickly and efficiently for those in need. Sure, yeah, hundred percent, and and and. Again, I don't, I don't all that much uh, wisdom on, on the matter, which I can simplify in, into words. But what, the one thing I would say is to echo what I said earlier, which is, you know, when I send you that link, whether it's, you know, to, to do something nice for someone else for a hug, or whether it's to give you a couple of bucks for a campaign, and you have that little voice inside your head that says, ah, are you kidding? Like, you know, this is going to make a difference. Like, it's 10 bucks or whatever it is that you have on that day, or 
as you said, you know, give the bottle of wine to your neighbor, you know, it's not going to make a difference. But um, when you actually do, you you think about, you know, what you were describing from this chain reaction and, and you actually realize the macro effect that it can have um, when everyone does that little bit instead of everyone, you know, pushing aside a little bit um, because they're scared that it won't come to anything, then, then you really have something magical. Um, um, yes, I, 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 I was horrified to have to be on the receiving end of it and um, being on the receiving end doesn't, doesn't feel great at the beginning and then people say things to you like, you know, receiving and giving and all, all kinds of things that make it a little bit easier at the beginning, but the bottom line is it's not easy and, uh, and uh, I, I can't imagine what you're going through. I almost feel completely ridiculous that we just have this conversation speaking about my experience that happened, you know, close to three years ago when you're currently going through what you're going through. Um, but I just want to implore everyone, um, you know, you're someone who, as young as six or seven years old, back in England where I grew up, you know, watching the, uh, you know, the house concerts and, and you standing there in your tuxedo and, and doing the, uh, you know, being the man, being the presenter. And I remember you for, for many, many years, you're a real icon in, in the, uh, you know, the Jewish entertainment world. And um, you've done so much with so many people. And, um, yeah, that's that's why when when I got the call last night and saw what happened, firstly I was horrified, and secondly I was, you know, without thinking of it, absolutely I'll, I'll come on and, and have a chat. Um, it's my very 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 tiny bit. I have to say no to a little voice inside my head that said, "What's it going to make a difference? Forget it. Your kid's seven days old. You've stuff to do. My neighbour just bumped into my car this morning, <laughs> and all kinds of other stuff that are going on." And then I thought, have to quiet that little voice and say, "No, you do your little bit." And, you know, Hashem will take care of the rest and everyone here a bit will come together and make this beautiful, beautiful big bit. And, um, and hopefully you'll have the strength and the uh, continued bracha to be able to carry on doing your incredible work and um, being a real, real light to, uh, to our people and you all, um, all you much for that. I appreciate. I, I I can't thank you enough for your words and 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 knowing how many people you represent and and the great families that you represent it's so meaningful to me um and uh yeah it's and i know i, I know that you're going to understand what i'm about to say we, we don't have a plan yet the big plan you know today's not the day for the big plan we had a plan sunday night of what right. to, we had a plan sunday night of what to do monday we had a plan monday of how to get on the air tuesday and wednesday and yesterday our wonderful engineer you know, worked with me for hours and the plan got into place for us to actually do a show this morning the way a show should be done. What the plan is for subsequent day, days, weeks, and months, we don't know. But uh, if God gives us the strength over the next few months that he's given us over the last few days, I think we'll be okay. And I want to I I echo something that you said earlier because one of the things, and I mentioned this on Facebook yesterday, one of the things about fire and, and not, not that I'm you know, not that I'm comparing disasters, but you know, but someone said this to me. You know, when, when there's a flood, there's a you know the stuff is there. It might be soaked, and it might be you know help. It, it might be helpless to try to save any of it. But there's a process of you know going through it and figuring it out. You know, step by step, etc. With a fire, the loss is immediate. I mean, you know, on on Sunday, on <laughs> on Sunday. We were sitting in our apartment, um, 
celebrating that 10 minutes earlier we heard the news that our youngest son passed his road test. I don't, I don't have to tell you, as a father, <laughs> that's a great, great, great thing to celebrate because, because it'll, it'll, it alleviates some of the things that the, the, the older people have to do, frankly. And we were sitting here celebrating. Yeah. And 10 minutes later, the phone rings. And, you know, a minute later, we're running across the street not knowing what we would find and you know the rest as they say is history and i'm sitting there outside of the studio uh still at a point where my family would not allow me to go inside which i totally understand um but but, but they were taking instructions from me about what might be able to be saved once it was described to me where the center of the fire was and i and i knew what was furthest away from that part and again that's that's the area where the few things were saved as i'm sitting there on that chair and in total shock again you know what that is on day one my one of my one of my closest friends who happens to be a landlord and has been through this situation a million times because he's always helping people in his buildings that you know that are going through these disasters and help helping them rebuild it he comes over to me and he says here's what i'm going to tell you about fire what i'm going to tell you about fire is that at the beginning it is horrible it is complete heresy complete destruction hurban in an instant and it is a, a very, very difficult first fill-in-the-blank, first day, first week, first month, a very difficult thing to get through. But months from now, you will see how much positive will come from it, he says to me from experience, and it'll be a tremendous comfort. And with all the pain we're going through, and it's hard, it's hard, it's difficult, and off the air, it's more difficult, frankly. On the air, I feel like I'm speaking to you know thousands who are part of my family, and uh, off the air, it's more difficult. But I, I, as difficult and painful as this is, I'm I'm hearing from your words the the comforting theme that Nahum, this is going to be something that will only will only bring positive elements to your life and to your professional life if you just let yourself get there and you stroll portnoy it sounds like that's what you're telling me and it sounds like that's what anybody including Benzion and others would say to me if we were speaking with them as well yeah I, I would never i would never dare to say those words because it's just not what what, what anyone wants to hear when they are still processing um but if, if my personal is anything to go by um then i, I truly believe that in, in whether it's months from now or however long it takes You'll be both physically and emotionally sitting in a brand new place, which is, you know, totally renewed, both energetically and physically. And, um, you'll only be strong with the experience. And I, I, I bless you with that. And, um, and I'm also confident that that will be the case. And, um, yeah, keep, keep doing your incredible work. My master's sending you so much love. Big, big hug from the hills of Jerusalem through the, uh, phone waves. And, um, and uh, yeah, may I'm sure I'll keep doing their work and uh, keep pushing the campaign forward. And uh, may all the people have just also been uh, had so much I can't can't not mention what's going on in Israel, but just may we all have uh, all the people in mind, all the families who are going through what they're going through as well at this time. Um, yeah, yeah. And maybe see an end. 
yeah. and so on about as well. I mean, this family, this family has been through this. And I'm including all my listeners, of course, in this family, and they've and they've been there for me, and they, they've accused me of actually being mechazek them, which is I, I hope that's even half true uh, through the last few days. But yesterday, we tried very, very hard to to um, uh, to make sure to get back to our regular format, which includes. Obviously, a very close eye and our hearts in Israel. And boy, yesterday was a day that our hearts were certainly in Israel, as we do, as you just said, as the collective Jewish heart around the world, and especially those who gather in this forum every day, is in tremendous pain with what so many families are going through. And, and again, I know that I, I, it's not a matter of making a comparison. It's just reminding everybody we, we, we are okay. And I don't just mean we. I'm referring to the, to the people out there as well who are okay. We are okay, and thank God we are alive and well. And uh, as painful as this is, families are going through tragedies that, that none of us would ever want to go through, and, and none of us would ever want the challenge of trying to rebound from. So yes, Israel Portnoy, thank you for reminding us about that. Israel Portnoy is with us, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. I can't let you go without you helping me introduce the song, Facing Flames. You wrote this song... In the aftermath of uh, of the fire that we've been talking about, and the and the uh, the, the story that again is helping us um, uh, get through these days, what, what could you tell us about this song before we play it for everybody here on Jam in the AM? Sure. Well, I think most of the album, um, the twelve songs on the album, which are dedicated to the twelve strings of um, of Gilda, which is the twelve strings that tell you earlier right. and um, they're not the, the, the songs aren't specifically about um, about the loss or fire or anything like that they, they are things which um, in the months after the fire um, I was inspired to write about and the guitar inspired essentially um, and then I guess facing flames the title track was a little bit more um, of the story you know a little bit more um, almost like biographical in a sense um, and all that much I'll need to say because hopefully we'll, we'll tell a little bit of the story and um, and uh, the message is, is, is hopefully clear that you know we can rise up uh, like a phoenix after tragedy that fire causes and um, I'm just honestly sending so much strength uh, and uh, you got this well Yisrael Todarabah um, I'm I'm so glad you were with us this morning. Best regards to Beit Meir. Please, please, please wish everyone who you know that we know a Chag Kasher V'Sameach and to let them know that we are increasing the Chesed. We are doing our best to add, to continue to add this message of doing for others uh, as much as possible before this upcoming Chag. Todara Balacha and Dashcham. Israel Portnoy, here on JM and the AM. This is the song, Facing Flames. Thursday morning, thanks for tuning in to JM and the AM. We've seen bushfires before. 
Facing Flames is the name of the song. And we had the opportunity to talk about the experience that he and his family went through, and so many went through in that episode back in Lug Bomer 2019. And uh, he certainly was a uh, source of chizuk for us here at JM in the AM. 